0: We're talking to Rich Wing, who is a botanist with the uh, New York uh, Natural Heritage Program, and as we begin the formal winter on the uh, solstice, thought it would be interesting to see, you know, how that impacts upon, you know, different plants. But uh, Richard, maybe just give us a brief introduction. W- what do you do for the New York Natural Heritage Program?
1: Hi, Mark. Um... Well, I'm chief botanist there, and what we do as an organization, we're a program of uh, the SUNY School of Environmental Science and Forestry, and we work to facilitate, facilitate, excuse me, uh, conservation of all New York's biodiversity. And myself, I work on plants and particularly have an interest in rare plants. Um, So we, you know, there's, gee, there's nearly 4,000 different uh species and and subspecies of plants in the state of new york and um most of them are doing very well but some of them are rare more recently or have always been rare and we work to conserve those
0: now you and i actually both live at a place called common farms sort of an intentional community right at the beginning of the rensselaer uh plateau on the uh, eastern edge of the um Hudson Valley. What are some of the rare um, plants that people might not be aware of that's on the Rensselaer Plateau?
1: Um, gee, as far as rarities on the plateau... Um,
0: or, or, or what, yeah. what dominates up there?
1: Um, well, the Rensselaer Plateau is sort of interesting here in the Capital District because in some ways the floor is much like the Adirondack. So you get, because of the elevation, you get species of that like it cooler and sort of we we call them more boreal species or northern affinity species, um, and so you get more areas of um, northern hardwoods and um, and conifers up there. And in general, species of a northern affinity. There are lots of interesting wetlands, including bogs and poor fens. Um, so it's it's a little bit like taking a trip to the Adirondacks. So it's right outside our door.
0: What are some of the other uh, interesting? Uh, plants just in the
1: capital district in general? Oh, gee, there's there's so many. Um, you know, uh, well, the diversity of New York's plants is is really great. Uh, something that a lot of people have an interest in that in, um, don't necessarily realize. We do have native orchids in the state of New York. Um, and a few here uh, at the edge of the Rensselaer Plateau, the lady slipper orchids and um, some of those that are rare actually um, you can take a look for this time of year such as the putty root orchid it's a perennial and puts out its leaves which actually overwinter and photosynthesize through the winter and so now is a good time to look for those Um, and there are a few spots um, for those in the state of new york
0: any any in particular cabal just a good place to look for them
1: yeah they're rare i'm trying to think if i know any known sites for that one in the state of new york but historically there were a lot more you know the overpopulation of deer that we have here makes it hard for orchids they tend to be favorite food um of a lot of deer species um but yeah and well um as we're coming up as you said on the christmas season and the solstice holiday season um uh a lot of, uh, there's a lot of evergreen plants and cultural traditions around, you know, looking for the energy of the sun in the form of green things, even as we're losing the sunlight. Um, so there's something called Christmas fern, which is an evergreen fern. Actually there's a number of evergreen ferns. If you go out into the woods, you'll see those this time of year. Of course, um, a lot of traditions dating back, you know, um, thousands of years bring in conifer tree the conifers keep their leaves over the winter their needles into the home to bring a little bit of that um, same spirit and if you driving around and um, in swamps or marshes this times of year you'll see a bright flash of red sometimes and that's uh, holly or um, I'm sorry uh winterberry that's in the holly family it grows in swamps around here. And um, some people collect those and bring them in. It's a bright, bright red color. All the leaves are gone, but the berries really stand out this time of year.
0: Yes, we have some in our backyard. My wife's about to collect some to uh, put on our, our, our on our mantle. Um, you know, w- what are some of the changes that, you know, plants have to go through during, during the winter? And is there, uh, you know, anything people might be thinking about in terms of either helping, some of the things in their own neighborhood or or plants that they try to cultivate?
1: In most plants, uh, not all, but most plants around here are perennial, and this is their time to rest and sleep and survive on the food that they made from sunlight over the course of the year. So, you know, of course, we know that trees overwinter and our lawn comes back up in the spring because, you know, they're resting underground. But most of the plants we see, um, they're storing their sugars and, and coming back up in the spring. Although some uh, plants, obviously conifers, continue all winter long uh, with their green material photosynthesizing. And some trees like aspen actually photosynthesize in their bark um, and, and make a little bit of energy that way. Um, but generally, it's, you know, just like for people, it's a time to rest for plants.
0: What are some of the changes we've seen as we head into winter, um, you know, with plants due to due to climate change up here?
1: Um, it's hard to separate and to measure um, climate change because, of course, it's happening and it's been happening, but it's hard to attribute any one thing um, to well, climate change. Well, people in particular? say maple
0: syrup, for instance, has been one of the things that has been impacted that has really changed? You know, the way that maple syrup comes more at the end of the winter, but it has changed when the sap runs or don't run.
1: Absolutely, um, that season has been getting earlier and in some cases contracting, and 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 being more unpredictable and harder for um, for for maple syrup producers to predict when the sap will be running. Um, of course, that's a reaction um, to to that's the sort of we're tapping into literally the process of moving all that energy, those sugars that they're stored over the winter up into the trees, uh, upper parts and branches so they can produce leaves. And the timing of that as um, you know, has gone off and actually walking through a vacant lot on my way to work today, I saw some plants and flowers, some tiny little uh, mustard family plants and some chamomile that are not native to the area, but we're reacting to the warm weather we've had recently and actually flowered out of season.
0: I would also imagine that, you know, say we get a January thaw that rather than lasting three or four days, you get two weeks or something of really warm weather. Does that, you know, send a wrong signal to, to some of the plants and they start to get spring when it's not?
1: Yeah, certain plants are more um, liable to do that than others, um, but, and, you know, their plants are resilient, um, but we saw actually a lot of dieback this past spring um, when we had warm weather in early spring and things started to to come out, and they had a very late hard frost, and some hickories and, and other trees, you can see the frost damage. Of course, they'll survive on their reserves for one year of that. But that's one sort of thing happening with global warming is not just the warming, but also sort of the chaos and the lack of predictability. These are plants that have been here for thousands of years and adapted to a certain set of conditions that, that are certainly changing.
0: So we have just under yeah. a minute left. I was gonna ask you, you know, is there a particular favorite thing you look for during the winter season?
1: Well, I love seeing that flash of red of the winter berry in the swamps. And I, if I can get to it, I like to go and collect a few of those and I keep my eye out of course, noticing what is still green this time of year. Mosses, which I haven't mentioned yet are still green and photosynthesizing all winter long, as long as they're not covered in snow. And there's more and more of that as things get warmer Um, and Christmas ferns and you know, you can notice more fruits that are still out, like the bittersweet fruits that are that are blooming here along the side of the road.
0: Rich Wing uh, from the New York Natural Heritage Program. You guys have a website.
1: It's NYNHP.org. Has been
0: Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.